Right, hello everyone. Um, I'm with Joanna Lazarus, who's on my, I think it's your right or left, I don't know how this works, uh, <laughs> but she's on one side of me. Um, and Joanne is a mum of uh, Jade Lazarus, who I went to school with, and that's how uh, this comes about. She's got a fantastic, interesting life story and does interesting things every single day, I would say. Uh, she's not your average character, and that's what this whole podcast is about and show's about, is showing you what people in everyday life, what they go through and what they're doing, and, and interesting, unusual stories. So, without further ado, one of the most interesting things for me that you've done is you moved abroad. I did, yes. Which is something that I've loved and always wanted to do. Right. And it's still something that I look to do is to move over to California. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we start by just explaining the thought process that went through moving to Spain and then what it's like living there and, and, and how you come back and those kind of things. The thought process was it was something I'd always wanted to do. Um, I've, I always had a dream and I always okay. think you should reach your dreams, go for your dreams. I agree. And I wanted to have a change of lifestyle with my family. Um, So my husband agreed. And because when I was younger, I used to work on cruise liners. So I've been traveling a little bit around the world on ships when I was young, free and single. I didn't know that. I yes, didn't know that. And, yes. Jade, and Jade, your daughter, did that also. He, yes. She, Does she, that have she, known what you did or is it just... Possibly. Possibly, okay. yeah. So I've already got it in, in me to have a little bit of a... What do you call it? Itchy feet? Yeah, itchy yeah, feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I just decided. Um, let, I said to my husband, let, "Let's go live in Spain." So we, uh, the daft thing we did was to sell our house. <laughs> we should have kept the house. But right. That's okay. Another story. Happens. Um, yeah, I had five and a half fabulous years there. Okay. Um, I opened a drama school for the expat community. The children. Oh, okay. Know that. Formed massive circle of. Um, children and the parents. The parents would wait in the bar while the drama class was going on. Um, but I, I'd go and sit with them afterwards. But we, we did loads. Of, we did pantomimes. We did um, shows. I got the children to write their own scripts. We did all sorts. Was this in English at this point? It was an English one, yeah. And it, the nice thing was, I actually had Spanish children come who wanted to learn English. Okay. And I had quite a lot of children. I had um, a fabulous um, thing going on there. That's amazing. Yeah. So. And again, the whole drama thing, you've always been involved in drama from a young age. Always. Like, and and she just, you like experimenting, acting or, or... It started off at school. Okay. Um, uh, in high school, I had a part in Toad of Toad Hall and I loved it. Okay. Uh, I wasn't a main part. And then the, the second play that we did was Hobson's Choice. And I was the lead part. I've heard of these plays, but I don't know what they were. Yeah. They'd come in the face, but I've heard Well, of them I was the lead part. It was Maggie. Okay. And I just felt, how can I put it? I felt like and I was at home. Yeah, I, I thought, I can do this. This was it. It was so easy for me. I'm rubbish at maths and I'm rubbish at English and, and it, I'm, I struggle. Okay. But I, I realised going home, taking the script home, doing that part of Maggie, it was to me. Very easy. I could just do it. Felt like you felt like you're calling almost to this kind of. I suppose work. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was something I always wanted to do, but I was always too embarrassed to tell people that I wanted to be an actor. Really. Could never decide anything else I wanted to do at school. And what were your parents like? Well, you didn't mention it to them. Were they? Didn't mention to it at first. Okay. I was I was too embarrassed. It was only later on after I'd had Jade okay. that one of my pet my mum's friends said to me, um, "Why don't you go and be an actress?" Because I've I've given up work to you know raise jade sure and um i says don't be silly don't be silly she said well that's what you've always wanted to do do it now while you're not working yeah, and i yeah. thought mm. so i took myself off to drama school but an evening drama school yeah and it just escalated so what kind of stuff have you done uh, acting wise and, and what do you what would you like to do what would i like to do i would love a massive contract in an ongoing drama 
Unfortunately, I've never got there. Okay. I'm not giving up yet. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not going to. Um, I've, I've done more than I've not done. I've done loads of fabulous parts. I've been in Cold Feet. I was in Benidorm when I lived in Spain. Oh, wow. Um, something called Stand the Man. So I worked with John Thompson. I want to play the daughter of Eric Sykes. So that was good. Do you know who Eric Sykes is? No, I'm going to keep nodding and pretending I do. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't admit you don't know who Eric Sykes is. When I found out I, I was playing with Eric Sykes, I was like, what? What? And I, I actually went, oh, how am I going to do this? Really he is big. Deal. He, big he was big. He, he was big, yeah. Have a look at the Carry On films. Ah, right. The okay, Goons, from there. Spike Milligan. Okay, I've heard, of, I've heard of these yeah, things. Yeah, big. And I had a, whoa, I was very nervous to do that. But I did it, and I'm very proud of myself. So I've, I've done some really good things. I've, so I've worked with um, the Cold Feet cast, because I had a pass on Cold Feet. Okay. Um, what else have I done? I've done uh, Emmerdale. You've done advertisements as well, haven't you? I've got a couple of adverts. One of them still on television. Stupid one where I'm a cheesy daytime advert. <laughs> I like doing the adverts for the money, but... Um, I like, not the passion. Uh, it's not uh, the passion. You go, you film it, you go home, and then you see yourself on TV. Um, four years later, I'm still seeing myself on TV. Is that really the case? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's but it, it's fine. It's funny when you turn turn the television on. Oh yeah, there. Oh yeah, there I am. I'm on television. Do you, see, I've obviously had my own experiences on the Apprentice to be on TV, but obviously mine is what I filmed. Be what was what was shown on TV is very different from the editing. Do you mm. find often that? the part that you thought you were doing or the way it was supposed to come across come across differently? Do you like watching yourself back? Or I, I, I sometimes don't like it, if I'm honest with you. I cringe watching myself back, but I know exactly what, what's there because it's scripted. Right. So so I've been directed, I've been scripted. Sometimes I think, oh, they didn't put that line in or they didn't put that line okay. in. But on the whole, I know I know the sort of Okay, you know what thing. to expect. So whereas you did kind of like reality TV. Yeah, well, it was um, reality and TV. And they can make you how they want to make Correct. you. So you might have said something in one way and they made it look another way. Yeah. So they can either make you look up there or make you look yeah, absolutely. down there. Yeah, that was a challenge for me, I must yeah. say. Um, that's with reality TV. The shame is with reality TV, it stopped a lot of actors. Okay. Because actors don't like reality TV. Okay. Because it stopped a lot of acting parts going on. So, because the TV companies now are putting reality TV on, it's cheaper for them to make reality TV. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so my acting, unfortunately, has gone down. Really? Which is a shame, yeah. So, so when I'm you not blaming you, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, please don't. I'm not blaming fault. you personally. No, 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 no. The apprentice kind of just happened. Um, yeah, no. So that's it. So it's interesting. So in terms of your acting, you said you wanted like a longer series, like a Coronation Street type thing. You love to be. I'd in. love that. Is that I the mean, kind of series? Anything. I, 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 if you're an actor, you want to do anything. I don't know what it is. It's great being somebody else. It's weird. So okay. Sometimes I think, oh, I want to play that. I wish I was that sort of person, and you, you can get to play it. Last week I was in a play, I was at the Oldham Coliseum, okay. and I got to play this Liverpoolian, um, how can I put it, working class woman who okay. started World War Three on Facebook, and she, really? I was swearing, I was in Liverpoolian accent, I was in stage with my dressing gown and my slippers on, and... Um, yeah, it was it was fun. I loved it. So you get to kind of live vicariously through other people. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. And have you ever found a character you thought, you know what, I like? Do you ever go, I like bits of that character's personality, and I adopt that myself, or does that never really happen? Or I've, or does ever, do you ever learn something through being a character that changes perception in real life? I've learned loads because through my acting, it takes me onto medical role play. I've learned loads doing that. 
and that's okay that's really good life. so tell me more about what that is because you mentioned just before we started filming and yeah. i was interested by it because of my own medical health and stuff so what, mm. what do you do and what is it and tell me about so that. a lot of actors now you know how if you're a resting actor you work in a bar or work in a restaurant things like that arresting actor resting, is that yeah. what it's called resting yes, okay right. i resting, like it i like yeah. it now what a lot of resting actors do, which means in between auditions, I see. Um, it's become really, really, really big to do medical role play. So I'm, I'm, I'm classed as a simulated patient and I go in as an actor, as a role player um, mm -hmm. to medical exams, student doctors, GPs who are doing tests of competence, psychiatric interviews. Yep. Yep. Um, for the psychiatric world, when a doctor of a GP wants to become a psychiatrist, so I play a psychiatric patient sometimes. Sometimes wow. I play the mother of somebody who's having uh, maybe a mother who's got dementia or something. Oh, wow. Um, because the doctors have got to learn how to deliver information to you. So when you see a doctor, mm. he would have had training of how to deliver, that, deliver the information to you. Because believe it or not, the doctor's life now is also about customer service. Yeah, of course. Everyone well. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't tell somebody um, something scary. You've got to do it in a certain way. So I've ended up doing a lot of medical role play with... So I can be sitting in a room. I can have a student doctor there. And next to me is a professor or a consultant um, of something or another. Okay. So it's great because I always ask them, so, so what do you do? And if they say, oh, I do child psychology or... I say, oh, brilliant. And, I, and I, I get loads of information about my own son. Okay. Um, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Yeah, sure. But I've learned loads. That's amazing. Loads. Loads of stuff I didn't know before. Um, and it's made me a better person, made me a stronger person, that I can... I could always speak to other people before, mm -hmm. of, of all walks of life. Yeah, life, life and stuff. But I can talk to people now more about the problems. If, if somebody's got a problem... I understand what they're going through sometimes because I've played it okay. <laughs> and I've had advice from all these. I mean, I might play the same person in one day 20 times. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so you're playing it to different doctors or yeah. training doctors? Yeah. And I've got to do it in a certain way. It's all been researched. So all my symptoms are always real and I make them real. Okay. Um, so you're living and breathing the diagnosis, that's the idea. Basically, for that day, wow. anyway. and then But that could be somebody else the next day, I could be Do, something else the next does day. Does that actually, I've always thought this with actors, and I've heard it with method actors, so when I was in The Apprentice, one of the sound engineers was once punched in the face by Tom Hardy, who was playing Fagin. Right. He, was so, he was so into his role that he forgot to kind of like turn it off. Does that, has that ever happened with you where you've kind of been so in into a role, like particularly with, I presume, like medical stuff, doing that 20 times over, has nothing ever happened to you where you've kind of thought, you're going a bit crazy now, you've acted this so many times over that at night time you're taking about. It's not that, but the fact we're doing it over and over, you can actually feel, um, if I'm playing somebody with depression. That's what I'm I trying actually, to say. Yeah, I feel depressed. And do you go home, and how do you kind of get out of that? That's got... Right, so we were just talking before the little break there about um, almost taking a role home. So what it's like after playing the same character day in, day out for these medical assessments. And then not taking that back home with you or any of those kind of attributes. You, you do, as an actor, learn to switch off. But it, but you can also, if you're doing something like all of last week, I was actually doing something quite depressive. Um, I think I was having to be told my life was at an end on, on one of them. <laughs> That's and, what I'm yeah, trying to say, exactly yeah, that. And um, they were delivering how my hospice visit was going to be. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Um, and, and as the day got on and on, I, I said to one of the other role players, I said, I'm not, I'm, I said, I'm not having a good day today. It's, 
it's quite hard Heavy, this hard. yeah and I didn't like actually saying the words but then um by the time I got home I've I got, got in my car and I thought, right, let's put the radio on. Let's just get some music on here. You, Something you, to get you You've got to get, mind, get but... it out of your head because somebody would be given that those words at some point. And I, and I thought to myself, God, this is scary. Somebody, God forbid, one day. Really getting that for could real say life. that, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, because it was real doctors having to do and I And I would say to the consultant who was next to me, I says, have you had to say all this to people? And they go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And your reaction's brilliant, you're reacting really well, and you know, because you've, you've got to do a certain reaction to them. Um, but yeah, you that do, you've, just, you've got to switch off. But if, say, somebody's doing something long going on a soap, for example, yeah. um, you find it hard to switch off because you've got to get into character, you've got to feel what's going on, and you've got to feel it from within inside you. It's mm-hmm. not just a matter of putting a costume on or putting your hair up and then you're that person. You're done, yeah. It's got to come from within. So you've got to literally believe what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if this recorded or didn't record, but I remember when I was in The Apprentice, one of the sound engineers how, how was hit by Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy was in character and I think the sound engineer asked to put his microphone on again or something and he was playing Fagin. And yeah. so he just la- latched out at him. And I've heard him do before, his bit someone's ear, like he's... There's some actors out there that are proper method actors yeah. that really get so into the role they can't, they lose themselves almost and they have to go into get checked in to sort themselves out, which seems crazy to me. But Unfortunately, I've never been in that situation okay. to be like a Tom Hardy. <laughs> 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 I've only, whenever I've done an acting role, it's like been three or four days filming and that's it. That's but, um, It's yeah. more than I've done, I suppose, <laughs> in some respects. But uh, yeah, no, you, you do, you, you get to feel it. You do get to feel it. But it's it's this role play stuff that I'm doing. It's just very. In, I find it interesting. That I mean, it does something. I mean, coming to back to real life, talking. You've actually got some of you with is it autism. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah. So what what's that living? What's that like living with that? And then how did that compare England to Spain as to living with him there and here? Well, well, when we were in Spain, he was he was a baby. He was younger. Right. And right. I actually remember being called into school because he couldn't speak at the time. Mm. Because if you got autism, you got like a speech delay. Okay. I genuinely thought it's because he's English and we're in a Spanish school. Um, I wanted to, I put him in Spanish school hoping he'd learn Spanish. Oh, okay. So I, I just ignored it. And it's only when we got home um, into the junior school, it was them who said, and, and I remember one day that this teacher came up to me, we were in the playground, and she said, um, Mrs. Lazarus, I just want to let you know, um, we, think, uh, we, we think Kobe's got autism, he's not got a diagnosis, but I'm going to start the process of getting a statement for you. You will thank me in years to come when he goes to high school. And I was like, what? Shocking. Statement? What, yeah. what, what's one of those? I, I didn't understand. She said, have I got your permission to do it? And I just went, um, yeah. Because I thought at the time, well, the teacher knows best. Yeah. Um, so we they, they helped me get this statement into place. Now I'm so thankful <laughs> because... <laughs> You need a statement to get further on in education, okay, and socially, and then doors open for you. And what what is a statement? Is it just like a written piece? It's of a written what the basically. Like? It's, it's a few pieces of paper. It's like a, a little form, and, and it says basically, Kobe Lazarus. Um, it's got, um, oh god, like academic special needs. Oh, okay, and that helps you get to yeah. Further help where went. Where That's correct, yeah. And then through the statement, you then get your um, appointment at the CAT. It was called CAMS at the time. I think we've changed the name now, which is the Child Psychiatric Unit. Because okay. I then had to get a diagnosis for Kobe before 
he could we could get any social clubs for him things like that okay. because to put him in the word is neurotypical child okay. in a neurotypical child's club in a normal child's club wow these um, long words eh yeah um it, he he used to stand in a corner or he'd get bullied Right. he carries a soft toy with him. Right. Um, and that's heartbreaking as a, a, as a horrible, parent to horrible. see your child. And, and I didn't understand why he was standing in the corner, but now I do. Um, so the fact that because of the statements and because he's now got the diagnosis, which I had to fight for, by the way. I'm sure. Um, he's very happy. In that's his amazing. Own, in his own way, he's very happy. So how old is he now? He's 12. 12 years old. So his bonnets are coming up or...? He's got a bar mitzvah coming up. I don't think he's going to actually do his bar mitzvah in public. Okay. Um, um, bar mitzvah for those who don't know on YouTube. Yes. When a Jewish boy becomes 13. Um, so we're going to do a private ceremony. Amazing. Um, on the Thursday morning. Um, just with a couple of the blessings, that's all. That's nice. That's it. If Amazing. he does it on the Saturday, fantastic. If he doesn't, so I'm not putting him under pressure. because that's amazing. I'm one of these mums who... Um, I don't need to prove my son can do this and can do that. If he doesn't want to do it, don't do it. I'm not pressurising him. I think you did dead right. I think that's a nice nice place to leave things. Yeah. And um, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Covered lots of, lots of variety nice range of subjects. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see you again sometime. Okay. Thank you, Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Joanne. Cheers.